2009, I started to build the ultimate Chicago Cubs man cave, where it would be the best place to go to Wrigley Field when I could not go to Wrigley Field. In 2013, my dreams became reality. And it was on my 40th birthday, we threw our first party here at Club 400. It took a year to figure out where we were going from there. But we decided at some point, this man cave would be used for Cub fans helping Cub fans. Now, we haven't done a podcast in a long time, guys. And there's been a lot of stuff going on, mostly negative. But when you come to Club 400, you're coming to a place that loves you because you bleed cubby blue. Doesn't matter your skin color. It does not matter your ethnicity. It matters that you love this sports team like me, William, and Johnny. And I also give two shits about your politics. If you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican, if you're conservative, put that shit and throw it out the door because none of that exists here at Club 400. I'll tell you what, you could put me and anybody in a room and you bring up 10 topics. We will agree probably on seven of them. The other three we might not agree on, but we all come from different places. We are all raised differently. We all were born in different atmospheres. That's what makes us different. It doesn't make us wrong or right. It just makes us who we are. And there's nothing wrong, no matter what you believe in, for speaking what you believe in, guys. So I want you guys to know we're back. Club 400 podcast is back. And we are about you, the Cub fans. And we are so glad to bring to bring back Johnny and uh, William back on the air. All right? When it comes to commercial snow removal, look to Tovar Snow Professionals. With the largest snow and ice management fleet in the Midwest, Tovar delivers top-notch commercial sidewalk and parking lot clearing services, even in winter's worst weather conditions. With their 24-hour live office staff, certified meteorologists, and personal service, they are leaders in professional snow removal. To get a free estimate for snow removal on your site, go to baseball.tovarsnow.com or call 844-GO-TOVAR. That number again is 844-GO-TOVAR. Tovar Snow Professionals, Chicago's snow plowing leader. Leader. Tovar is an equal opportunity employer. We're Cubs fans helping Cubs fans at Stewart's Cubs Cave Parties. Everybody's in full giving back to those in need. We're going to Club 400. Club 400. We're going to Club 400. Club 400. We're going to Club 400 Radio. This episode is brought to you by Club 400 Lager, a beer truly made for all ninings. If they f- play. <laughs> Club 400 podcast is on the air. And I can't believe it, guys. It's been three and months since we've done a podcast. This is our quarantine edition, and it seems like it's been a year. Johnny and William, what it's- the hell is going on? You guys look great out of quarantine. Well, first and foremost, after that opening speech, I kind of feel like I want to sing or do some rap. (laughs) Hit the shit and get the out. Huh? How you feeling, man? I'll tell you what. I don't even know. Like you look better than you did three minutes ago. Well, I was a little fired up. I got a little I got a little, uh, you know, that was unrehearsed, by the way. And uh, but Johnny, we got Johnny. That was a weird flex. That was so uh, that's okay though. So, guys, where do we start? I mean, we have not done one show since the whole 
COVID happened. I mean, think about it. We've been through a world pandemic. Uh, we've seen our economy crash. We've seen a race war break out. And I know where I know where we start. Where we start. I didn't know where we were gonna start, but I know where to start after you just said that. Where right. our guy sitting right next to us. This is the good news. Oh Jesus. Johnny B. Best secret we ever kept. So we could keep a secret, right, William? We can. Three months <laughs> is how long we kept that secret. I'm gonna let you break it. Uh well, yeah. first of all, uh for, I mean, I don't even know where to start. Congratulations, Sean. I'm becoming one of the three new organists for the Chicago Cubs. No, I appreciate it, guys. I thank, am, you. Uh, thank you, thank you, dude. I'm so happy for you. I really. It sort of originated down here. It did, did actually. In this fact, very basement. I remember the day I came over to start helping you guys with this. I just took a few minutes, fifteen minutes. I think I was with my friend Curtis. We just started grazing through your collections and your obscure Cubs items and. <laughs> I turn the corner and there's an organ. I'm like, there's no freaking way that that thing's from Wrigley. And sure enough, it was. And I, I, I've been a pianist my whole life, whole life, but never really thought about the organ. But I'm like, hey, if I'm going gonna, if I'm gonna to be here, I might as well start. So, you know, at every event or so, I'd hop on it because I think Crawley was most enthusiastic about it, about me just being able to do that. And he, is a social media freak and just was able to get a couple clips. And I think it was at the, the Mitch Williams event. He got the, got that one clip and, and that's where that started as far as. Well, we were either, either prepping for the Gary Pressy show or doing the Gary Pressy show. And we're like, John, you should apply for that job. I remember (laughs) you going, I play piano, not the organ. Yeah. That was your response. Well, I didn't ask for it. Like I said, Crawley yeah. put my hat in the ring without me even and knowing. now you play the organ, my friend. Yeah. I mean, now just, I play the it organ. It just proves listeners, like, you know, don't be afraid to go for something, yeah. you know? I mean. Dreams can come true. If no, only honestly, they had a season. And, you know, we're going to have John. We're going to interview John uh, for a full interview uh, to talk about the whole organ thing. But we're going to yeah. move on. We're going to move on from that from now. But we're going to be the first to have a nice interview with John. <laughs> uh, hopefully. Do you know how many people have said, ah, I'm going to be a first? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a race. It's crazy. So, but, but it shouldn't but, be crazy. But unbelievable, this John. Is home, John. <laughs> this is your home. This is where you were born, John. We want to cover your thoughts on playing at Wrigley the two the, times that the you did. The court was cut over there, right over there. And playing in front of nobody. But uh, at least you got to play in Wrigley. So oh, yeah. That podcast is upcoming, and we got some work so to that, do. So that might be the best news of the day. Right? It, well, yeah. it, it's all downhill from there. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing I'm really proud of is, unfortunately, through this pandemic, um, you know, I, I always say that uh, some, uh, you know, when we do our charity events, some of the charities pick me and I don't pick them. Well, um, unfortunately, I had two things happen to really close friends, and I got to use uh, Club 400, and all you guys uh, stepped up big time, and we were able to raise uh, over $22,500. Wow. That's so, amazing. In that's like, awesome. how much time? Very, uh, very short period of time. In about two months, yeah. And two we, months? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Are you talking about the Razzes? Yeah, I'm talking about the Razzes. Okay, two months from start to finish, but when the Razzes were opened? Oh, five hours. Five hours. Holy crap. Five hours. Five yeah. hours. We sold two Razzes uh, for 10000 We did two, two Razzes for $10,000. If you remember, 
Let's go back to a long time ago when we were supposed to have John Vincent out here and we were doing yeah. something for Bill Watts. Uh, everybody that bought a ticket, even though we didn't have the event, donated it back uh, to Bill, which I want to thank everybody for doing that. It just shows what you guys are all about. The Club 400 family is wonderful. And then um, we did a $1,500 raz for uh, uh, Bill, and that got us going. Uh, one of my dear friends that I grew up with, um, who I played baseball with in Little League, um, who is just a remarkable person, uh, Mark Amor passed away at, I think, mm -hmm. the age of 46. Uh, he was born and raised in McHenry. Mm -hmm. His dad was the fire chief, and he was in the fire department. He was a first responder. Both of them were uh, one of the guys that I, look, I always looked up to. And uh, just a charitable thing. He had a five. He has a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Mm. So um, we we raised ten thousand um, dollars as a family, and it was unbelievable. And then um, our final one, uh, which when we did the one for Mark, I was fully aware that what was going on with uh, Chris Winters and his family. Unfortunately, his four-year-old son Cade lost his battle with cancer mm. and uh, what a terrible time. I mean, uh, like I've said many a times uh, to lose your a child through uh, in a pandemic and not being able to get the, the support you would have normally have gotten. I mean, they got a lot of support and I'm sure they would, wouldn't argue against that, but it's just like they weren't able to have a funeral or anything like that. Um, so the club for Hornet family, once again, uh, st st uh, stepped up to the plate and knocked a grand slam and we raised $10,000 in like four or five hours. Mm -hmm. And I'll be the first to admit, guys, we did it through a RAS. I think everybody knows there wasn't $10,000 uh, worth of product in those RASs. No, it wasn't the point. The uh, point was, I mean, to have a GoFundMe set up during the pandemic just didn't seem right. So um, I was familiar with RASing and how it works. And I felt like, you know what? People can donate money and some people are going to win some awesome prizes. And we had really cool prizes. Uh, we had a couple uh, parties at Club 400, private parties with the food included. Uh, we had a dinner with Ray Burris, um, which we gave away twice. And we're going to have a nice dinner once things get back to normal with Ray Burris. And uh, golfing with Bob Dernier, uh, um, which uh, Lee won from Fox Hole. Pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, But, yeah, I want to thank everybody, really, who participated in those razzes. I want to give a big shout-out to Cub fans in Oklahoma, I mean, those guys have stepped up to the plate big time, and uh, we're coming for you, OKC, right? William, <laughs> we're coming for you. We can talk about that later. That's oh, yeah. good news. We're going to bring a bunch of beer down the OKC. I'm going to let Wes from your guys' group uh, drop the official announcement, but I will tell you this. Club 400, the podcast is coming down. Johnny's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> We haven't even told Johnny that. It's like when I have a party at Club 400, I don't tell my wife about it. I just throw the damn party. <laughs> if she wants to come, she can come to it. Right, Johnny? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it, I think not only will it be. He okay. says it like it's so simple. Like, yeah, let's don't tell her. You know, <laughs> let's bring Lisa. In. Yeah, Lisa. <laughs> it's. Let's, oh, get, let's get the other side of the story. Lisa's got a lot. To hey, say. going back yeah, to the Raz before. She's a saint, dude. Stop talking she is about a saint. that. Trust me, through this pandemic, she's been a saint. Yeah. Everybody stepped up, both Club 400, Club 400 people in Oklahoma. Hey, William. Uh, everybody. Get, get closer to the mic. Then. Get closer. There All right. Everybody stepped up. That's better. Stu had to do an enormous amount of work on this, and I can okay. attest because he called on me one day to deliver one item, and that took like five hours. So, <laughs> yeah, it's neither here nor there. But um, no, honestly, died, the, the hard part, whatever. 
the hard part of it all. Skip over that part. Yeah. <laughs> the hard part of it all was a collecting items and b dispersing items. <laughs> yeah. Now everybody, I okay. Geardy kind of took um, the Mark Amor Raz under control. So mm. if you're a Mark Amor person and you haven't reserved uh, your item, well. <laughs> Let me know. I'll Sean, take care of it. You're Sean Garrity's but every item, number. every item, I don't care if you want a John Baker uh, with bandana. bandana, you got that bandana in the mail. You can't argue the fact. And you know what? I make sure that we did deliver on our end. And I'm, I'm proud. That's I thought I have always delivered on my end because, you know, Club 400 is not Club 400. It's also McVicker. And uh, so uh, I respect all you guys. And. I respect what we were all able to do, but that was truly awesome, guys, to be able to do that in the pandemic. You got to mm. sl- slap yourself uh, on the back. Great job, huh? Yeah, that was all good. Good stuff. Good stuff. And exciting to tell you guys this. I kind of, uh, well, we sent my daughter Lauren down to Tennessee for a few weeks with my mother, mm. and which I thought was a great move to get her. Having a single child in the pandemic has been rough, uh, you know. So like well, that one time you wish you might have got pregnant twice, you know. Um, but uh, Lauren's done a hell of a job. But we got her out of here for a little bit, and uh, we are we're gonna do the tours, which I I started. And I'll tell you what, you guys, John and William, I have never gotten so much feedback in my entire life. Ever, I mean, I've got so many stories to sort through. I'm gonna pick them out this week, and we are scheduling the tours the week of July 10th, 11th, 12th. That's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I'm proud to say we're going to do at least 15 to 20 tours here. Uh, we're going to do them hourly. We're going to give everybody a ballpark lunch. We're going to give you a beer or a pop if you want one or soda if you're from the South. And we're just going to try to give you an hour of, you know, what we all deserve, which little, is some baseball. Normal, uh, normalcy in baseball. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you know what? I can't tell you. I, I've gotten some requests by people who said, my grandpa, you know, all he does is, you know, wants to go to a, go to a Cubs game and he's that's what he looked forward to all winter long and I don't know if he's gonna be around next year mm. I mean oh yeah yeah I'll invite you out to Columbus 400 for sure right. because uh you know we're looking at it uh, I'm just trying to pick the best uh stories I, I like to give everybody a tour I like to have a big old party but that ain't gonna happen um but we're gonna pick some uh some people out and get you over here and um I think it'll be really uh rewarding for me to see uh hopefully see some smiles on everybody's faces and like uh give you baseball for an hour you know mm-hmm. so Love i'm it. looking forward to that johnny will you be here maybe to play a little or oh of course right, cool. i'm uh, bartending course. william can bartend <laughs> and we got the club 400 beer which uh everybody i mean we you know, unfortunately just like everything um you know it's beer for baseball season but there's no baseball season right uh the boys at chris lake brewery um you know They've gotten through the pandemic, thankfully. Uh, their patio is open now, and then as of this Friday, stage four, you know, 50 or so people will be able to go inside. So, all the businesses, Jason Weisenberger, the Breakers, all, all my friends who've uh, had restaurants, uh, God bless you guys for weathering the storm. It's been uh, a storm, <laughs> to say the least. And hopefully, you know, the bright light is uh, facing forward. Uh, so, like, what? Let's talk about like just in general, like. Uh, Let's, we'll start with you, Johnny. Mm. Like the pandemic in general, how have you handled the last three months? Well, it's been all over the place. I, I started out when it's like went into effect, I think it was right before St. Paddy's Day. Uh, I worked for a few weeks and then they furloughed me. Yeah, understandably, because I mean, 
uh, radio is a direct service business. If you're not getting anything in, you're not going to have good output. So you're, you're trying to just make ends meet. But I go back uh, the 29th of, of this month. And then uh, after that, I'm like, crap, what am I going to do? So I got it pretty much overhauled my yard, a bunch of landscaping, uh, tried to relax as much as possible, but I got, you get bored, man. So you just start working on projects. I did crowdfunded song uh, with Danny Rocket, but it was, there was a couple other people that I did a, just collaboration. Boy, that sounds like a long time ago. When we did that. Ser- that was, yeah. that was, yeah. Stay the, stay the stay, F inside. Stay the F inside. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I could was, believe it. That was at, at the uh, very beginning of the pandemic, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. That was right. Yeah, it seems like right at the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's just, it's been strange, but um, as soon as I was able to go, you know, they started opening things up on the outside and you can go hang out with friends. It's just a nice feeling to be able to be with people. I'm a hyper extrovert when it comes to being like in social situations, all the introverts are having the time of their life because <laughs> they're forced to stay inside and just be with themselves and whatever. And I, I can't relate to that. My sister is one of those people who can just be stuck inside all day and be totally fine. And I'm like, I can't relate, man. Yeah, I cannot relate, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping things go back to relatively normal. I, I don't think it'll ever be the same. No, it's never going to be the same. But I think the, I think the fear of the virus coming back is always going to be in the back of your mind. But if, yeah, but okay, I, I was talking, and this may be a little bit more opinionated than appropriate for this show, but I'll go for it. Um, it people are saying that you got like sixty percent of the entire population has to get this disease in order for it to collapse in on itself, in order for it to become actually manageable. It needs to be needs to be infect sixty percent of all people, and it hasn't even come close to that. Right. So, even if there's a vaccine, sixty percent of the people have to either get a vaccine or get the disease itself in order for it to be right. eradicated or manageable. That's with the flu. The flu kills a ton of people every year, but it's it's manageable because a ton of people have gotten it. Right. So. Hmm. I mean, I, uh, I, I, you know, we got William over here. Uh, he's humming over there, but hmm. I, I'm kind of on the, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the virus itself, obviously it's, it's deadly. It's dangerous. And it's, it's uh, awful. killing a lot of people. It's horrible. It's a horrible. Um, I just know that it's not going anywhere. And until we get a vaccine, it ain't going anywhere. So, uh, Illinois obviously has done a good job, uh, by shutting down. As long as they did, it's showing in our numbers. But eventually, things have to get back to normal for the sake of a lot of different reasons. We can can go a lot of different directions there. So what I'm trying to say is, in my opinion, sort of what you're saying, we have to work around the virus because I think just locking ourselves indoors, we're just prolonging, you know, we're prolonging everything. So, William, I'll let you speak what you got to say. Because, I mean, William's... That's the thing about William. We're brothers, and we don't always think alike, but you know what? I still love you, buddy. So I was working on my tan the last three months. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, he's whiter than white. Your skin's the same color as your hair. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> you know, the last thing I remember, Stu, I was with you in Mesa, Arizona, oh, God. watching spring training, thinking to myself, 
man, this sucks that we have to leave tomorrow and we're going to miss like the last three games of spring training. But then we're going to opening day in Milwaukee in a skybox, in a skybox like a week from now, yeah. you know. And then we get on a plane, we come home, and the whole world gets tipped upside down. Oh man, I've been actually blacked out ever since. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing I knew, I was drinking my water. Here I am. <laughs> um, uh, definitely, I think we all been drinking more. I mean, if you drink. Or we've all been medicating you know, a little bit more in some way or another. I mean, it's you said something earlier before when we were, were having our pre-show meeting and going over our pre-show notes. <laughs> Sorry. Can't say that with a straight face. <laughs> um, no, but you said something earlier about whatever we were talking about, and you're like, you know, there's always some good to come out of. Some bad, yeah. Uh, out of everything. Well, we were talking about the whole Bubba Watson ordeal with yeah. the news. Yeah. yeah, right. And I just said how that was terrible. I mean... For that to happen now, uh, under these circumstances, our nation's already divided as it is. And But it was nice to see everybody get behind Bubba. Yeah. Well, with this COVID thing, I mean, I think one of the really good things that came out of it is I think the whole concept of a family was able to be sort of rebuilt. I think we've we've been in such a mock hurry to do everything for the last how many years, you know, that I don't think a lot of people just took a step back and said, Hey, we're going to stay in Friday night and do something with like in your case with our daughter, you know, like that was totally foreign, you know, pretty much not saying you didn't do stuff, but you always did stuff, but you had to jam it into the schedule, you know, or whatever. And now it's like, I got the whole weekend, nothing to do, you know? And, And so you're kind of forced to do more stuff with your family and stuff. So I think that part of it, I think is, is good. I think people have learned to like, slow down a little bit, not make such a big deal out of every single little thing. I think what I'm most fascinated to see that comes out of this whole thing is, is what work looks like going forward. Yeah. Cause I think that the whole concept of going into an office, working 12, 15 hours a day is not going to be the new norm. You know, I think it's going to change. Well, I think a lot of people are going to be working at home still. I think businesses are going to be way more open to that. I have a friend who does nothing but fly like five to seven days a week, every single week, million mile guy, all that kind of thing. Every meeting he had was in some foreign country and most of them had the, it was all about tradition and they thought they had to meet face to face for a day, fly 36 hours for a half hour meeting kind of thing which makes no sense, especially with today's technology. Right, right. It all stopped on a dime. And now they're all doing business totally differently. They're going to, they're going to be so much more profitable if they continue to do that. Yeah. And it's so obvious to everybody who doesn't do that. But, you know, I just think, and think about all the half empty buildings, downtown Chicago. Oh, you know, if I'm a building owner in Chicago, I'm out when the releases come up. Yeah. New contract. Out. I'm nervous, man. Well, I'm yeah. Nervous as and well. that's why you, if you're if you're a property owner in the suburbs, buy. No. <laughs> so John's buying all this property in Chicago. Club 400 is going to go up in worth. <laughs> Maybe I'll get what I paid for this house, which was ridiculously high at the time. If you sell it, even if you sold it in the to markets it would be good now i'll sell it with but, william included as the bartender thank you flanagan, flanagan's <laughs> fired right? 
Oh, yeah. But like, no, like you said, like people are, people are fleeing the city, not just business owners, but residents. They're moving out here because if they work downtown, they want to live downtown. So they'll have to go. But now businesses are going to be okay with people working from home. They're going to want to be somewhere with a little bit more space and they're fleeing the city. So I think like it's going to explode out here. Okay. I got to ask you guys a question. And it probably doesn't fit exactly with this, but it does a little bit. And I don't want nah, to throw us it. a curveball. It's good. All right. Of all the rules that we've had about coronavirus or people have had about coronavirus, what you can do, what can you can't do, mm-hmm. how many people you can have, blah, blah, blah. What is the silliest, craziest one that you've heard? Mm. Oh, the, what was it? the craziest thing? Theory or no, the craziest the rules. rules like you can only have uh, six people in a room at one time, or you know, of all those things that have come out over the last three months. There's been so many. Where do I start? I, I mean, know. I think the fact, like, just this weekend, you know, the, the beaches are still closed. That makes no sense to me. I really doesn't. Because, like, if you're on a beach and you're sitting down, like, no one's coming to sit right next to you, you know. I you know have you seen, I mean I think the beaches except you've seen some pictures you've seen the Chicago beaches like like North Avenue Beach is shoulder to shoulder on a given day and if you give people the liberty to do something you know they're gonna take a mile I get her logic I think it's dumb I saw something even dumber um, when they opened up like the they just opened up the lakeshore did you see what they called the security guards yeah. What are they Social called? distancing monitor ambassadors. Ambassadors. Yeah. <laughs> you know how much money they're paying? Yeah, That's awesome. <laughs> I want the, that job. The, the cattle prod they use to encourage people is called a social distance encouraging tool. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's a, that one's a joke. But no, seriously, like just call it um monitors something that it actually is you could scare people a little bit you don't have to be like we're just encouraging you guys because they're enforcing it they're not encouraging you if you don't listen to them they're going to shove you into the lake right that's i mean that's that's a fact if i see jim uh who i haven't seen in three months because we've been quarantined yeah and that social distancing ambassador tells me to slow uh, you got to keep moving i'm going to tell that social arrest me because i know he won't (laughs) well no (laughs) All right, so my funniest one actually wasn't in the city of Chicago, but it could have been. You guys have all been in the skyscrapers down there, tall buildings. Yeah. Gone to the top, all that kind of thing. In New York, when they opened up those buildings, there was a limit of four people that could get on an elevator. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And when I first heard it, I was like. Just think about that first. Like, Just think okay, about that. I get it. Y'all go in a corner, six feet, blah, blah, blah. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine you're on the 132nd floor and you're going down. Yeah. <laughs> you got four on on that floor. Everyone Stops from every floor and you're full the whole way down. It would take you like five to ten hours to get out of the building. if it was. Oh, fun. yeah. That's where I would just start. I would get in wicked good shape and just use a staircase. Going down. Right. <laughs> going going up, up. Not so much. Not so I much. You're fine going up, but like. When you're leaving the day, well, yeah, but you're gonna when you're going up, there's gonna be a line of you know several hundred people probably. Just insane, nuts. So just uh, crazy. My real uh, business is not Cliff Horn. Um, Cliff Horn, Cliff Horn's a passion. What? Uh, 
What? By the way, we have breaking news. Carol just called me into the office today and said we have ninety six dollars in our account. Whoa! Yeah, we got to we got to do something. I think we're going to do another ads for Club Four Hundred. Need some jets. Oh, there's money coming. There's money coming for you. We could use that. Yeah, we got no money, but we give it away. All right, unbelievable. Like we give the money, we raise away. Pretty cool, huh? Pretty cool concept. I'll do some hours for you. But anyways, HVAC. We are a commercial business. Um, we were deemed mandatory, uh, or uh, what was the correct term? Essential. Not essential from the start. Essential. And, um, you know, Eric my, uh, is my brother, and he's... Um, Eric's essential. Yeah, Eric's been essential the whole entire time. But as you know, like... Eric's been essential his whole life. Yes, he has. And he has uh, been out on the front lines, you know, and do, doing construction work for the whole entire time. And as you know... Eric and Drew... Eric essential. and Drew, yes, and they've been, uh, but you know they've they've been on job sites. I, I hear the stories all the time about like these guys, uh, you know, being on job sites with too, you know too many people. We I pulled those guys off job sites, not a lot, but early when the virus was just going on. But all the first responders out there, uh, and we have we know people in the healthcare system. Uh, man, I can't give enough props to you guys for uh, being on the front lines, man, and. Uh, you know, dealing with this virus and, you know, some of you dealing with it in worse uh, ways than others. And uh, so all you, all the workers that kept on working, thank you for keeping the, keeping the flow going, right? Yeah, especially those in hospitals and other elder care places, because yeah. that is not easy to do. Yeah, a friend of my dad's, uh, he's a chef at a nursing home downtown, and he caught it. He caught the disease, but in that nursing home alone, I think they had 47 residents and three employees die. Yeah, and most places that have a chef like that and whatnot, they all, they're used to eating in a dining room, right. and now they're serving them all in rooms. Yeah, and I it mean, just depresses the, people. Yeah. This whole thing, it, it, people died not just from the disease, but like as a result of the quarantine, they get depressed. Uh, we knew someone who was put into a nursing home because she hurt her hip and needed to be in like a constant rehab state. And she couldn't see her husband for over a month. And every day he'd come and go outside her window and uh, he'd be, she'd be like, when are you getting me out of here? I'm done. Mm-hmm. She was done. And Crazy. the day that she ended up getting out, uh, she had a stroke and died. Wow. And we're like, are you serious? Like, it was just a hip thing, and she had a stroke and died. They think it was because she stopped taking her meds. She stopped drinking her fluids. Mm-hmm. She was just depressed. She was done. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. There's so is. many things, like, where you think, okay, you got to let it, your husband in. You, gotta, you, got, you can't isolate entirely. I get it. There's a disease. But then just, like, do hospice care or something at their house or something. In a home, it's crazy. It's so it's heartbreaking because it was so preventable. Oh. You look at it from a hindsight, it's like that that whole thing could have been prevented. I mean, there's just so many things. Uh, Carol Ostergaard, who is mm. uh, my secretary, uh, she had hip surgery and it got canceled a few times. And um, I told William this, but I'll ask Johnny because I don't think I tell, told you this. But she was at the hospital the other day, and her husband took her there and dropped her off. 33 beds on the floor. How many beds were full, John? 33 beds. How many beds were full? 
10. <laughs> One, and it was her bad. Are you serious? And I'm not trying to make a point, but I'm trying to tell you that there's so many people that think, like, right now the hospital is stay away from the hospital, stay away sure. from doctors. They're yeah. just, there's so much uh, healthcare uh, that people, you know, there's so much stuff that's they're not going to get called. Yeah, they're afraid to go. And um, it's a major problem. I think, uh, just like, you know, we were, we were doing an airport job uh, at O'Hare. We were doing the pre-construction readings, and I actually walked the airport. It's so funny because, like, the virus doesn't know time. It doesn't know date. And uh, right. I was thinking, man, if you're going to fly, like, right now is the time to fly. That was, like, a month ago. Yeah. But I know it's picked up more than ever. So not, now it's, you know, there's more people. It's, it's more of an issue, you know. So, But I, I want to tell you guys this. One of the reasons why we stopped doing the podcast is because of our situations. Everybody's situations is, is different. And John, you had a, a, your, uh, a family member in healthcare, is that correct? My mother. Yeah, yes, your mother's in healthcare. Yeah, she's a nurse practitioner at Northwestern right. Medicine. Yeah. And then uh, William, your wife, she's, you know, she's got some health issues. And yeah. uh, we just thought it was <laughs> primarily respiratory. So yeah, that, yeah. she can't get it. Right. And, be, uh, yeah. and we just, we just shut it down. But I, I want to definitely give a shout out to all of uh, Cub Fan Nation. Uh, you guys have been delivering unbelievable content. Uh, you know, definitely Danny Rocket, Crawley, the Cubs mm. inside. There's just been so many people out there keeping us going, keeping keeping yeah. it going. You know, and um, I was thinking about Ivy Envy. You know, they're going to retire after this year. I'm, I'm sure they probably wish they would have re- retired. You know, incoming this year. <laughs> but uh, those guys uh, are, are kind of like us, just sitting it out, waiting to see what happens. Uh, but kudos to all you guys because. You know, Brad from the Heckler, he was doing a podcast that I found really interesting because he'd interview, uh, sl- uh, sl- you know, local celebrities and just also people off the street. And just hearing them how everybody coped in their way uh, with the situation that they were in uh, was kind of... Um, Shout out to Brad. He's a really good interviewer. Yeah, he's he good. Is, yeah. yeah. And he puts good stuff out there. And uh, I find it, I kind of, you know, just to feel, see how other people are going through it. As I was trying to go through it, Myself, because I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, William, I'm not going to lie to you. You better not Johnny, lie I'm not going to do that. But, uh, you know, I like anyone, you know, some days I woke up and I was jamming the Kenny Chesney. And some days I'm like, I woke up and I was hating on the world, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I got off social media for a couple of weeks because it was just getting so negative. And I, I realized at a certain point, like, I can control the negativity that comes in my life. So I need to take control of it. Good. I did it. Uh I, I'm not going to lie. I need, you know, Facebook, uh, Club 400 wouldn't be uh, where, that, where it's at. We wouldn't raise that money for uh, Mark and Chris. I need Facebook. But, you know, it's not a bad idea. I would recommend it to anybody just to take a little time off of that kind of stuff, especially now because uh, there's no news out there anyways, really, you know, yeah, except I, for negative stuff. And I guess I'd like to apologize for the lack of content while I was in charge of the social media sites of Club 400 <laughs> over the last week. It's, um, it's nice of you to own up. You know what? You know what else was really cool too was, um, and you feel terrible. You don't even think about it until it happens like this. You feel terrible for these people are like the local entertainers. You know, we know Jim and Justin real well from yeah. playing all the Club 400 events and that kind of thing. Spent a lot of time, which I have spent a lot of time with Jim and Justin over I the mean, pandemic. Yeah. yeah, they were out, just out of business. Okay, business truly. door They're coming shot back. They're coming back. The, no, I know they are, and you know Dirty what they Nellies. did. In fact, they're playing this. Uh, we'll promote them right now. They're playing the side outs. Uh, 
was it this Saturday? Yeah. Uh, side outs. You have to buy tickets ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, the, you'll 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 able to get table tickets. Um, so you have to you have to buy them before you get there because they will sell out. Uh, I think you can go to sideouts.com or just Google sideouts and you'll find it. And then yeah, buy tickets and go support our guys, Jimmy and Justin. That's the whole Saturday. band, right? The whole band. This is their yeah. first show back. Yeah. yeah. Then the, they're at Dirty Nellies on the fourth. So so the one thing though that they did right away you know, like a week after the pandemic started is reinvented themselves and they started doing online yeah. shows and they got better each time they got involved with a video company, you know, were able to do it. I think they were taking donations yep. through that as were a lot of lo- other local artists and even um, very, very famous artists were doing a lot of stuff on Facebook live or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I know for for Jim and Justin in particular, they were having they were getting 2,000, 2,500 people on at the same time and stuff. So not a bad little way to go when, you know, the going gets tough instead of just shutting it down. Obviously, you'd know this more than than I would, but I can't even imagine playing in front of nobody versus you're used to and being able to engage because I've noticed how like John Oliver and Trevor Noah, these guys who do these these comedy new, these comedy news shows with an audience and they respond to that as a comedian right. you respond right. to that and i think the the one that changed the best was john oliver because mm. he had he always responded and had these slapstick mm-hmm. just off the cuff jokes that the crowd would laugh at but he he altered himself to just have a scripted that as a matter of fact out, there's no yeah. pauses there, it, but he figured it out pretty quick and his stuff has been very quality it was yeah, a like great I watched, adaptation i watched saturday night live the first time they did it it was so weird although <laughs> i love that they, they did one that was about a zoom meeting right and that was hilarious but no it was funny fantastic but it was just weird it's strange it's weird yeah. not to have you know the audience there yeah you can tell that these these guys and and the artists local artists and so forth all feed off the crowd and how important a crowd is which brings us into you know this upcoming year in sports, if they ha- Zoom call sports, if I they know, if they happen, I'm, I'm tired of watching old. Well, I'm gonna oh. be honest with you, I haven't spent any time watching any old games. I watched Game Seven of the Cubs World Series. I had to tell you, okay, on ESPN, which I thought was a remarkable production, as they interviewed guys dur- like uh, during the action, mm. uh, bringing them, bringing them in live. Actually, yeah. yeah, that was cool, man. I'm surprised we're not doing more of that, but. Baseball is one of my, if not my favorite sport. It's not good when you've already seen the game. No, no. <laughs> the reruns are not good. I'm okay with. I've watched some some old football games that either I missed or whatever, don't remember. And that was way more entertaining. Baseball's just like, oh my god, I already know. I know what the next pitch is. You know, that's tough. It's a tough, tough deal. Man, it's I have avoided it altogether to be honest with you it's kind of like i just people ask me like oh yeah how you doing all baseball and i'm like man i haven't even thought i mean there's a lot of worse other things going on people losing out on a lot of other stuff uh well including we, all the kids and you know all their graduate yeah. i mean there's seen, so much yeah, to it yeah, kids, graduation, yeah, school all the racial awful. stuff everything that's been going on and look at how important sports is in our lives yeah and i mean you really really see it now when we don't have it you know, it's like totally different. And you think about 
you think about I was never really good in school in history, but you think about history and timelines and stuff, and you can always tie something major in sports with a certain period of time and in history and stuff like that. Yeah. What happens this year? You know, or at least the first half of the year. I don't know. This is going to be. This people going to ask. This could be bad for baseball. Your grandkids are going to ask, like, yeah, where were you? How come there's no bad COVID? There's no batting champion in 2020. 2020. You know, right? It's like people ask about '94. Yeah, like who won the World Series in '94? And it's like, how come the home run leader this year had 14 homers? <laughs> you know, someone's gonna pull off another so-so and just go off. Um, who knows what's gonna happen? I mean, obviously, uh, we just got the news uh, today has re-recording that the players just rejected the new yeah. plan. Uh, Submitted by Rob Fred Manfred and the owners. Fredman. And now it looks like Rob Manfred will in, uh, do what they, you know, there's, but there's so much more to it. Health, you know, the spiking's going up in different states. So who knows? We still don't know if we're going to have baseball at we've, all this year. We've seen like 22 plans, including. And I haven't only paid attention plan, to that. Only yeah. playing in two cities. That's gone now. Changing all the divisions around. Gone. You know, who knows what, what what's going to happen and if anything happens i mean i'm just hoping that we get you know some i'm hoping football comes back at least football comes back yeah. you know i am really disappointed i know there's way more to it than this but i'm really disappointed that at least as of this minute right now today this whole thing is about money it's not about the health thing yet no. it'll become about the health thing once they get closer and we'll see where we're at, you know, in a month or two, if they can actually get out there and play without getting sick. But right now, it's 100% about the money. Everything's about the money. I think we've I, learned that when you uh, I know. turn the channel on the TV. It's all about the money. Who's getting paid by who? You know, we're getting... F- I know, but we saw we saw the uh, ESPN special of uh, the summer of uh, uh, 88... Or whatever it was. I don't remember what it was called. The Sosa McGuire year, the home run. Thing. 98. Oh, you mean the Mark McGuire documentary? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Watched well, that last night. You mean Long Gone Summer? Yeah. Long Gone Summer. Yeah. So, so we, we saw that, and it took, it took you know, a, lot of, a little bit of that show. They talked about when the World Series was canceled, and it took until then for, for baseball really to come back right. and be popular like it was prior to that. You know, it will. If if there is no baseball this year, it will come back next year. It'll probably be and as you'll, popular. And, and as I'll before. go running back to it like a little whore. We all will. Yeah, <laughs> we all will. Exactly. A little whore. Baseball, sure. yes, please. Like a little whore? Twelve dollars $12 beers? Yes, please. Yes. Give me two. <laughs> two hot dogs? $18? Yes, please. I'm a whore. Dude. Authentic Chris Bryant broken bat? Yes, please. <laughs> I do want to. I, I do want whores. Don't pay for things. No, you pay for whores. <laughs> Interesting. <sighs> uh, I did want to get a little bit serious during this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, You're so the one who said I'm going to run back to it like a little whore. This is no, tra- let's get serious, no, guys. This is my transition. Right? Okay. Okay. So let's see how well it goes. So William, I'm, I'm going to throw this one at you. Uh, you know, through the pandemic, you know. Me and you, we've done the best we could to stay socially distanced. Uh, Except from your, each other. But. Your uh, wife um, was hospitalized for, I don't know, 10 days, I think. Yeah, twice. 
Twice, wow. yeah, right. And your dad uh, was in the hospital for how long? Um, he's been in for most of it. Now he's in rehab, but we, nobody's seen him. They saw him through a window for the first time yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. And then um, where I was kind of going with this is, I don't know if the listeners know, um, but William has a son who's black, and um, I was just wanted, you know, you've been you've been through a lot with everything, just through being in the pandemic and ha- having your wife and your father in the hospital and not even be able to go visit them while they're in the hospital. And then we have this whole racing uh, breakout. Um, I, so my, my question to you is, like, how have you handled it mentally and uh, have you had to have talks with your son about what's going on? Two good questions. Very fine questions. Um, mental. I, I've been drinking a lot. I can't <laughs> eating. I'm having a third shot. I'm in front of him, and I can tell you he hasn't lost any weight, okay? <laughs> Not an ounce. <laughs> but he looks good. He just got a haircut, too. <laughs> you look you look happy. Thanks. <laughs> you know, Thanks, I, I, you know, I think some people, like, William just looks the way I want him to look. Maybe. Like he, if he got, like, skinny, I'd be like, I don't like Maybe we can keep this train off the track for a little longer. You're a beautiful man. <laughs> yeah, okay. Good. Uh, no. I don't know what I've been doing. You know, I've been trying to keep myself busy, whatever, uh, working, immerse myself in work. I was furloughed for like a minute and then he had us come back even while we were let go. And I worked through that and I've been going in every single day cause I'm essential. I love being essential, man. It's so cool. I need a shirt. I'm essential. I, I heard the plumbers are the busiest because uh, more toilets are oh, being flushed. Yeah. Because people are yeah flushing down stupid stuff. Well, the other thing is, you know, I'm in the HVAC business as you are, right? And we have our company's been in business for 26 years. We've never had as many people who never had air, central air, not window units like you know regular central air units. Correct. Um, have never had as many people call as this summer to have those put in. It's because they've been at home the whole time. They finally realized they're hot. But anyway. What what goes into that? I'm sorry. Like, I know, like, I've always had a central air. Yeah. How do you install it on a house that has never had it? Uh, It's just adding it in. It's got to be as simple as possible it can get. I mean, you add it next to the furnace, but you got to have the right duct work. I'm going to grab a cold one. I'll be right back. Can you grab me one, too? Sure. Thank you. Um, You, you know, install it. You Put it next to the furnace. Obviously, there's got to be some. So it just goes in the vents that are there. But what if it's a house that it's is not has radiate? Yeah, has radiators and a, you probably have to AC add units. Venting and that'd be yeah, insane. You have to add, um, you know, the registers and stuff for sure. And to blow in and blow that's, out. And that's that's insane. Yeah. You just buy a new house. Well, how much would that? I mean, how much on an average, like a like a thousand square foot house that's never been ventilated before it wouldn't be as much as you think it's really? probably a normal air conditioner for that would probably be like three grand and a um one that's never had it before might be seven or eight okay something like that it's like a new driveway yeah okay i mean so it's not a new house for sure but right. but yeah a lot of people uh a lot of people needing the heat sure. or needing the air this this uh whatever so Going back to the question, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Immerse man. myself in work. Um, <laughs> obviously, haven't learned all the fine points yet, or I could have broke that down that install for you just a little bit better. I was testing your knowledge. Thank you, sir. Um, you know, the, the, the other question is a little bit loaded with having a African American child. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and yes, to answer that question, I could just say yes, we have had conversations about it. But, you know, that's actually been the biggest stress for me. I kind of feel like if I do what I'm supposed to do, I'm not going to get COVID. So, you know, or hopefully not. And, um, but that, that whole thing, you know, man, I get, I get like freaked out that my son's going to go outside, go to the playground. They're going to be doing something possibly wrong where cops pull up. And if he says the wrong thing, mm. I mean, he's a high school, he's 16, you know, yeah. he says the wrong thing. You know, what, what do I think? Who knows what's going to happen? Right. You know? So yeah, I've and had, the fact that you have to think about that. I've had, that well, is... and I've had to have the conversation saying, your response if that ever happens is yes sir, no sir, whatever. If mm. if that officer does something wrong, we'll deal with it after the sure. fact. Yeah, I'll sue whoever. I'll mm. go to whatever nth degree if he does something that's wrong. Right. I don't believe that'll ever happen to him, mm-hmm. but it could. You know, and after seeing what you see, yeah. you know, this, these are things you think about. And what you just said, I should never have to have that conversation with him. I shouldn't. Right. And, and Danny's, but I had Danny's how old right now? Danny is, uh, thanks, uh, 13. Jeez, He's okay. the youngest one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're Tommy. 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 Tommy I'm sorry. Tommy's 16. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> you told me he's actually afraid to go out of the house, right? Well, you know, he was for a while. A mixture during, of the things going on right now. With everything going on, yeah. yeah. Right. He, now, yeah, the, everything feeds into it. What he's yeah. seeing on TV, which I can't keep him from, because mm-hmm. um, it's on their video phone stuff, too. Um, what he's seeing on TV, the COVID thing, he's only afraid of that because he doesn't want to get his mom sick. You know, all my kids are. Right. You know, they get mad at me, probably that I'm over here. Yeah. Right, right. Um, you know, because they just don't want to see her get sick. Because it'd be really bad if she gets sick. Because right. she's already got respiratory problems. So. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's. But what do you do? I mean, you. Uh, you get I mean, up every day, put your pants on, and you know, go. To I'm work just saying. Like, can, I yeah. mean, there's so many people experiencing, you know, so many things. And William, you're a perfect example of it. You've been mm. through a whole lot, and you know, I've been hanging out with you as you know, not as much as normal, but. Been with you every step of the way, and uh, I gotta say, man, you're as tough as nails. That's for sure. Well, you know what? <laughs> Thanks, but I don't. I just feel like I'm just doing whatever I gotta do. But, but what is interesting about now is most of the time I've had a lot of stuff going on pre-COVID and all that. Most of the time, I'm kind of alone. Like I'm the only one having stuff going on. Mm. Now, every time you talk to somebody, John's got you know a friend in 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 the hospital who's you know just went through that and actually passed away like everybody's got stuff right now there's nobody out yeah, there right that doesn't have big stuff going on whatever that's defined as and we we all do our best to do what we have to do right. i think it comes down to we reverted from our hierarchy where we were actualized as americans like we were comfortable wherever we were at we can pursue passions and stuff but then as soon as this thing hit us, we were bumped down to that just basic survival mode. What do we got to do to do what's best for our families? What do we have to do to make sure we're putting food on the table? And it's amazing the ingenuity of just people to see what they did. How you, you said the modern day Romeos weren't pulling in cash. So what did they do? They went online and adapted themselves as best they could in the shortest amount of time 
to take donations so they can keep doing what they do, keep doing what they love. Mm-hmm. And Club 400, yeah, doing yeah. fundraisers, raising 20 freaking grand without a single soul in this basement. That's a miracle. Yeah. That's amazing. And we're going to be just fine just based on that. I don't care what diseases do. I don't care what divides us. It's what it's See, what makes us survive. Yeah, is, that, and that's amazing. the thing that's frustrating, I think, to a lot of people, mm. is that it's going to be fine. And I believe we're going to go back to normal. There's it will never be, be the same. It's going to be well, normal, but it won't ever be the same. Yeah, but the things that are going to change well, are going to be... I'm just going to tell John one thing. I was in Nashville two weeks ago, and it was freaking normal. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a red city, man. For about six hours, it was normal. Yeah, but... Awesome. Uh, the it was that, unbelievable. The things that are going to change long term, I think we talked about earlier, it's going to be more people are going to be working from home. Right. So how does that really affect us? You know, Not other than, really. The housing other than, market's going to... I mean, like, I've been thinking, like, I'm, I'm going to start flipping houses soon. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm going to do, like, the first the first time buyer mortgage thing and rates are good. House. Rates are really good right yeah, now. Yeah. I'll tell Three percent down. Yeah. Three. I tell anyway. you, I got the golden nugget in terms of making money. I'm trying to talk my kids into this. You have an elevator. You need to become. You need to become a plumber, an electrician, an HVAC guy. So you know how to do all this. No, because nobody's doing that. Nobody no, yeah, the is trades. doing that. There is. Trades. There's a high demand for trades. trades. I know a bunch of bunch of younger kids are getting more interested. In Five it. years from yeah. now, there's there used to be on every job you would go to, there would be an apprentice, at least one. How, when's the last time you saw an apprentice? The other day. Drew Whitman. He's good. Is he still now? Oh, seriously? Yeah, he's an apprentice right now. He's yeah. not a full-blown person yet? No, it takes five years. Or he we, Well, that was... It take it'll take him another three years. Probably. Come on, Drew, you can do it. You can do it, Drew. Hey, I told Drew, get out. Oh, I believe in Drew. Drew, start no, working on your own jobs. I'll move you up. The guy that the guys that did our furnace. Sorry. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Welcome. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. They had an apprentice both it times. Better not have been Black Diamond. It wasn't Black okay, Diamond. I, I forget who it was. It wasn't Jet either. But all right. Uh, um. No, they the guy they fixed our thermostat and and uh, cleaned all our all our vents and stuff. He, they had an apprentice with them, so I think it's growing. You're right that it's a demand, mm-hmm. but I think people are taking up on that. They're like, oh wow, no one's in this business and it makes mm-hmm. good money, and they want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I was going to ask you guys um, two questions. I'm going to ask William uh, first, and then we'll go to Johnny. Okay. Your guilty pleasure during COVID. Mm. And then one thing you learned about yourself that you didn't know before, before the virus took place. So are you familiar with the book, The Karma Sutra? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Well, I bought that right away for Mia. And we never really got past page like 25. <laughs> so my You got to page 25? <laughs> my, my guilty pleasure would be the back end of that. No. Jeez. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. Like right away I I I nailed the Ozark season three and Dude, I was wondering so where that nail good. was going. All the stuff that people talked about. The only thing I couldn't watch was the Carol Baskin 
other Oh, I didn't watch thing. it either. I watched one The Tiger part, King? Part yeah, of one episode, it. I couldn't get through the whole thing. I didn't watch it. But I watched every single Netflix thing that everybody said, and then week two came along, and it was like, and now what? <laughs> you know? Um, you got you to gotta spread yourself out, dude. Yeah, guilty. <laughs> you know what? Chapter 25 in the comments. I'm going to say seltzers. Seltzers. Yeah, oh. guilty pleasure. Wow. So I do want to, I was telling you about this when, uh, when we were going to do a podcast three weeks ago and you uh, had it set up and then declined again um, about um, doing a seltzer te- test. Like we yeah. line up like six Online, different black yeah. cherries from. Three, oh, I got, I got companies. the best, the best one hands down is Boney Viv. Oh, oh, oh Boney Viv. Well, we will try that. I'm it's, partial it's to let's the keep best. that. Let's keep no. that for yeah, we'll a do that. future show. It's, I like it's undisputed that guys. It's undisputed. Sorry. We're done. We don't, we're All right, what doing. was your guilty pleasure? Oh, dude. The um, organ. I think honestly, uh, you know, since that whole organ thing went down, that was May, so it was like a full month. Hit, but like after, you know, I got a little bit more notoriety, whatever, on social media. I Twitter has been a serious guilty pleasure for me oh, okay. since, like, doing my best not to talk too much trash, but I've been trying to put out good content and just seeing amazing response. Hey, when you Incredible were incredible when you were announced to the uh, Cubs organist job, um, how fast did your phone like did your phone just go oh, nuts? Dude. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Ding, 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 like Instagram, not so much. Facebook, not so much. Twitter, tenfold in a day. Really? Have I'm you, like, wow. Have you ever been around a better kept secret? Yeah, we kept a secret, John. <laughs> <laughs> Crawley too. Yeah, Crawley. Crawley, Crawley sat on it. Crawley made sure. Crawley that put he it. Did. Crawley put yeah. it in the lockbox. Yeah. No, I didn't. That was, I mean, that was obviously this is like the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. It's insane. And how fast it came back. Like my birthday, May 13th, they called me and said, hey, we need you Friday. That was a Wednesday. Mm. We need you in 36 hours. Here. Make sure you're here. I'm like, wait, what? Really? Had like, yeah. we were even talking about him going to spring training. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, was, oh, man. It's a long time ago. How about you, Mr. Guilty Pleasure? Well, you're, you're going to laugh, William. Um, I talk about it all the time, I guess. But one of the things that have kept me, well, has got has got me out of the house every oh, single day. Is. Yeah, is um, I'm going. I'm actually doing cryotherapy in uh, Crystal Lake at Windy City Cryotherapy, and I'm getting frozen for three minutes every single day. And uh, they also have a lot of other awesome, cool services there. Uh, it's definitely been a guilty pleasure. I would have to say, no doubt about it, that. I did not gain a pound after I took all that weight off. Nice. I should have gained at least 10, 15 pounds, but I would have to say it's because of the cryo, because I did, I changed my eating habits for sure. Nice. But uh, the drinking, that's everything. The drinking has went up quite a bit. I mean, I realized that I could drink every single night if I had to. You know? Before I was like, I was a Thursday through Saturday guy. You know? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. And now I'm like, Monday night? So I'll, yeah, sounds good. But I have a beer day. I've always, yeah. I've had a beer day for the last probably, Four years of my well, life. That's gonna help keep you going, buddy. <laughs> but I mean, it's like it, it's not. It's a, a can of beer, like a twelve ounce beer, once a night. I've had that even before I was locked away with my thoughts. But what is okay? What does cryotherapy do? I'm curious. So cryotherapy. Well, our buddy uh, Dave Kaplan kept talking about it, and uh, so I found a place in town actually uh, when I was. Gonna go after McHenry County Living, which we never posted that podcast. But uh, 
Uh, yeah, that's what it was. Looking at their old, I was looking. No, at all, it was. There was a third. Yeah, I, I, it was a third. I one. Even, yeah, I don't even. We're not releasing that. No, nah, I was. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think that was after like six beers too. Yeah, that was. <laughs> oh, I don't, one of these days. I, one of these days, I want to hear days. it. One of these days, I want to hear it. Your, your, your 50th anniversary or one of these big nights here. I'm just gonna blast it through the PA. It's just a beautiful you, thing. You know what? I basically, I'm gonna just state this. I'm gonna state it on record, and I'm gonna state it one time on Facebook only because I'm so unhappy, but. I hired this company, McHenry County Living, to promote Club for 100 on social media, but also to do a lot of video work for us. I paid them $4,200. Let's put it this way. The relationship soured. Uh, they refused to give me any further service, offered me $1,600 back. And I did not. I did return. not. Yeah, I, I did not accept that offer back. I was not happy with that return and therefore did receive no money back. Uh, McHenry County Living uh, supposedly uh, represents local businesses and people, and they just screwed over and admittedly screwed over a charity of over $2,000. That's a whole other story, but let's yeah. move on. Where were we going with this? That was like the elevator pitch. Of that but I was too. definitely going to put it out there because, I mean, I, I don't. The reason why I didn't go public with it was because the pandemic hit, and, you know, that's what they do is they represent the bars and stuff. But if you want to use somebody... To represent your bar and promote your bar, I look no forward than Jim Wadelia of Cinemation. He's doing the same thing. Jimmy's yep. from Modern Day Romeos. And if you ever need to get a hold of him, let me know through social media and I'll get you right to Jimmy because he's, and I mean, everybody knows who Jimmy is and uh, he's a respectable guy in the community. And, uh, you know, uh, we need to support him because he, he's going to do a great job for you. I promise you that. So I think the next question was who is it? One person that you missed the most that since the COVID started. I mean, that wasn't a. Did you ask me that? Well, yeah, did, we didn't. Just, and the second question was, what did you learn about yourself during COVID? Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh yeah. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear oh, that part. No, we're gonna finish this, and then you go, and then we'll talk. We'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't ask this one. No, I, didn't I don't remember that. this question. Back, I really don't. remember. Go back this to the tape. I want to know one thing you learned about yourself. Okay. Since COVID. Go for it, Will. One thing I learned about myself? Yeah, that you didn't know before. You know? Mm. Um, I'll add the Jeopardy theme in post. Do, do, do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I learned about myself. I, I don't think I have learned anything about myself. <laughs> in dude, you, dude, you are so fucking boring. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Karma Sutra book. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter 25. I learned about my... No. 25 chapters. You didn't learn book. one thing about yourself. You didn't learn, like, I need people, or can you, just, you can't come up with something Well, simple? I knew that. I mean, like, okay. oh, what did I learn? Oh, I learned that I don't like carry-out food. Oh, that would be something you could... You can't even come up with I nothing. I do like carry-out food, though. Most of it sucks. You think so? I mean, the only thing good is pizza and Chinese food. That's the only carry-out food that's oh. any good. Do you ever take out a burger? How's that burger taste when you get Awful. Home? It's the fries. You ever order it's freaking steak? terrible. Actually, Fratello's and Volo, best burgers on the planet. Mm, I learned out. that. That's something I learned about myself. But they're, I but they're more a carry-out. <laughs> they're more based that's on That's what I learned about myself. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're right. Oh, but about, okay, I got it. Okay. I learned okay. to tip better. Oh, you learned to tip better. Well, there you tip go. Better. All right. I probably tip way too much now. I get yelled at for tipping too much. One like time. when you go to pick, do you ever do the Walmart grocery thing where they put it in your trunk? No, okay. no, no. I right. go into the store. I, yeah, I go in the store. 
Okay, now I, now I actually have them drop it at my front door. And there's no touching. That's, and that's nice. Yeah. Are you washing the bags down too while you're at it? <laughs> wow, ouch! <laughs> like you, UV light disinfectant. Yeah, you, you fogging it? <laughs> it's like inedible by the time it gets inside. Yeah. Uh, John, I'm going to go to you. Well. I learned that I am able to do nothing for like five hours at a time. I have, I've, I've never done nothing really? for five hours at a time. Hmm. See, that's pretty good. Like I, I went, uh, I took up fishing a little bit where I'm just sitting down there doing like the poles in its own holder. And I've done nothing. I sit there, maybe have a cigar. Big game fishing pole in the holder? What? Yeah, the Fox River. Yeah, okay. Those, you're rocking the fox. Yeah, big couple of big ton, tons of big mouth. Nice. About big mouth bass. Lots of big mouth bass. Billy big mouth bass. Did oh yeah, that one? B- Billy big mouth bass. Saw a couple of turtles. Nice. Lots of lots of bluegill. But huh. like, it's so easy to do nothing. It's easier than I thought because I, I used to think like, oh, I I need to be a productive person and do things, even if it's not a productive thing. It's still something, like walking around. But like. Sitting and doing nothing in a fishing pole that I'm not touching for an hour at a time, I learned. I'm like, okay, I might be able to, to be able to slow down and do enough to be productive and not a lazy. And yeah, I think that's that's one thing. Stewie D, what about you? Well, I would have to say uh, one of my highlights of lockdown or COVID. I'm with, sure that was um, the question. Teaching Lauren how to ride a bike. Um, that not, was pretty awesome to yeah. teach her kid to ride a bike, which I'll have, That's a, cool. I have a cool story about it. We were going out every single day riding the bike. Sure. And um, I knew that she had it. The only thing that uh, was uh, stopping her was fear, fear itself of falling. Mm. So we went out a couple more times. I'm like, you have it. You just got to do it, you know. I, I bribed her with a McDonald's Happy Meal. At the time. <laughs> and, uh, That's awesome. And then when I bribed her with a McDonald's Happy Meal, she actually did it. And um, we were all so excited. So you learned that you can bribe your child. Nice. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how my parents um, got me to do piano lessons, was trick me into going to McDonald's. McDonald's and they throw me out on the driveway of my piano teacher's house. My piano teacher would be there and bring me inside. Big, what? Big, you thought I, you were getting McDonald's? Yeah. Every week I, I fell for it for like a month and a half. Big, big party that day. Yeah. Um, big yeah. party, Lauren. Uh, never, yeah. that's a great thing about Lauren, my daughter, is that she's never hesitant to uh, display emotion. As she wasn't that day. Uh, mini party broke out. Um, Social and, distancing, I'm sure. And then we <laughs> called grandma. Um, and my mom stopped what she was doing and drove over to the house. And did you get called? What? No. Were you called for that? Oh, party? we captured it on Facebook, but oh. we didn't capture this part. I was, I was there in spirit. And so, I, don't think, um, I don't think she. Hey, if you're gonna walk away from the table, you better take your headphones off. No, buddy. just standing. Oh, okay, you stay, he's I'm getting standing. tired. He's sore. He's sore. Yeah, he's fou- got fou- <laughs> you, you, what's up with you and the microphone today? Like usually it's Stu what? that I gotta like shove his mouth back on top of it. I mean, like, we're new. We're back at this geez. thing. Jeez. So anyways, grandma comes over, and I say, okay, Lauren, let's show grandma how to ride a bike here. And I said, okay, you want to go this way or that way? And she pointed to the left, and I said, well, there's a car on the street. Just make sure, <laughs> make sure you don't hit the car, you know? One car. So <laughs> Lauren drives down the street. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, I'm sure our listeners have been to a bar, maybe 
and saw their friend maybe fall at a bar, but saw it coming way before it happened. So you kind of saw it in slow motion. That's how it was for me watching Lauren ride down the street. I was like, oh, man, look at her. She's doing so. Oh, 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 oh. And you just, and you just knew what was going to happen. No. Bam, right on the side of the door. I didn't have shoes or socks on at the time. Uh, Lisa ran down the street. The first thing Lauren said was, oh, my gosh, Dad, the cops are going to put me in jail. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> you should, did you go along with it? And uh, like, yeah, you're right. I was like, don't worry. Uh, I know. Him. I know. The, I know. the cops. <laughs> do, you, do you know who I am? <laughs> so I have my own beer. <laughs> So, so we hit, uh, Lauren hits the car, $750 oh, of damage. Ouch. You know what I learned that day? Is even on a beautiful day, you can still have a little shit ruin it. Yep. And I, I mean, just like, that was like the greatest thing You're not referring to your daughter, right? No, I'm just saying, like, that was the greatest thing that could ever happen, but it cost me $750. <laughs> <laughs> Easy come, easy go. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And like the neighbor uh, texts me a, a couple weeks later because like, oh, we're not going to get it checked out right away because of COVID. I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. Next text, $750. Mm. Sorry. I'm mm. Like, oh. mm. But it was a nice car. And Lauren did hit it pretty nice. But, uh, you know, it just, that's, I mean, that's pretty much been life in a nutshell. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nutshell. Yeah. It's been a life nutshell. in a nutshell. I mean, yeah. Things but are, she still knows how to ride a bike, right? Oh yeah. Uh, hey, uh, I just keeps, keeps, now. Yeah, I keeps just, on giving. I just yeah. bought, I just bought a bike for myself. Nice. Uh, I was driving around in Lisa's pink bike, mm. and I was getting pretty razzed by the neighbors. Yeah. Shameless. Mm. And uh, hey, why don't you get a real bike, big figure? Uh, Club four hundred. You guys went broke or what? You know stuff like that. And, uh, Do you have a Cubs bike? <laughs> <laughs> so I got, but you know, that's, there's a, there's a lot of shortages. A little and, bell on there, and I mean, that's it. Pee Wee Herman. Uh, <laughs> My bike, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I actually got a bike. Uh, so I haven't rode it yet. So, um, nice. what kind of bike? What is it? I I bought it from Ski and Bike and Crystal Lake. I don't even know the brand. That's Trek. You got one bike? No, that, they're not Trek dealers anymore. Giant. That's a whole story. Uh, no. Oh yeah, tr- yeah, because Trek and Giant were kind. Of, I think they're yeah, coincide. Right. Okay, I have a Specialized. I bought it from Lucky Break hmm. off of Dole Avenue. They uh, okay. yeah, they got like it's got disc brakes on it and everything. It's the first thing I ever financed as a person with credit it was six months no interest it was easy seen to pay off and it's just a fantastic bike it's like mm. carbon fiber and parts of it super light nice man we're all over the map in this this show yeah and we're gonna all we're over gonna, the we're place. gonna end this show we're going on about an hour and 10 minutes okay here, we're gonna so. end this show yeah. and then we're gonna have a maybe a celebratory shot uh if you can do it william john you don't like shots we know that all right. I don't like what comes after the f-ing shot. This is so. one one COVID story that I have, um, and it had to do with uh, me and William going out one night. So uh, me and William uh, hadn't seen each other for a couple weeks, and we decided, ah, I was going to take William out, which was the ended up being the modern day Romeo's last uh, show virtual show online. Yeah. So um, we made it. Uh, I, well, I picked William up at his house. I won't even get into that part. And then we drove to Breakers, and um, Jason Weisenberger, who's weathered the storm, who has a brand new awesome patio. Check it out, it Crystal nice Lake, patio. Illinois. Very yeah, nice. Check it out. There, I got fire pits. They got yeah. it's awesome. They got music out there. They're bringing live music out there. Do Whoever not did hesitate. the masonry 
fantastic to go to job. breakers they a lot of people don't even know about how nice their patio is i'd have to say it's one of the nicest patios in crystal lake yep. the only problem with it is you might not remember it if you have too many mai tais yes so that's uh, the only problem we went do make in, a good mai tai we went in to pick up food and had a drink with jason and had a shot and then we we drove over to the cinemation studios to watch jimmy and justin play where we brought about 10 egg rolls and a bunch of other uh breakers food and we partied man didn't we william we did we partied with jim and justin ah did we uh so they played from 10 to 12 and then there's only like six of us including jim's wife and yeah the flanagans uh and then the uh they went off the air and that's when it got crazy that's when it it got really nuts Yeah. yeah so um we sing happy birthday to Jim's daughter. Oh, I love that. I think I did shallow with Sarah. You did? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I'm pretty sure. Tell me something, girl. I was like Crawley. <laughs> Nobody and, uh, recorded it. <laughs> Why? That's that's a gem. It's just all in their memories. And then, um, so we're get, it's about one thirty. Burned in your brain. Two in the morning, and I, we're getting ready to leave. And I was just like, William. I can't drive. We're going to have to do Uber. Oh, I can drive. I can drive. Oh, man. You know what? Probably not, William. No, I can drive. So he gets in the seat, driver's passenger seat, and he pulls out, and Flanagan comes walking out the door. Running out the door. What are you guys doing? So William pulls right back into the parking spot, crooked, crooked as could be. So, anyways, we go. We uh, I didn't move the car uh, two we feet. Ended up, we ended up yet getting, it ended up like as crooked as yeah. <laughs> we end up getting an Uber. I wake up the next day. I'm like, William, where are my keys at? I gotta go get my truck, and I couldn't find my backup. Set. Yeah, so, I don't know. I'm like, you had my keys last, man. I'm like, do you know where they're at? Because I don't have them, you know. And um, we couldn't find the keys. And then I was actually going to the cashins the next day at a pool party. And I was like, man, I got to get my truck back eventually. Well, then I guess the Uber driver contacted you. Said, no, 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 oh, no. Okay. I spent all day looking for the keys because I thought maybe I had them. Mm. Turns out after contacting Uber itself and then working me back to the driver, turns out one of the two of us, and I asked the driver when I saw oh, yeah, him, he's going to blame me, dropped the keys, you know, where they were sitting on the floor. So, the guy's like, I'll come to your house. So I'm like, you know, big tip, obviously. Give him a him. freaking tip. Yeah. yeah. So he comes to my house. I give him the tip. I go, hey, one question for you. Do you recall by chance which side of the Uber you found? Him? Oh, yeah. He's got to ask stats. Like that could have been turn. It could sharp turn could have moved those keys. Uh, not in a car. He goes, your buddy was pretty effed up. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So two days later, I get my car back. It was left open with about 10 raffle prizes in it. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I would have been screwed if someone robbed me there. Didn't know that. Yes. Oh, uh, wish I knew that. But that was just one night because we didn't go out at all. There was nowhere to go. Right. Uh, when we went out, what happens when you get Stu and William together, which I just, now we should get off the air. I just called myself in third person, which I hate when people do that. So, but. Uh, Johnny, bring us in, home. In conclusion, yeah. In conclusion. No. <laughs> this is your show. All right. You close the damn show. We're just lucky to have you. Thank you. Like I said, when I opened up the show, guys, um, you know, we'll be back when baseball's back. Uh, we're not going to 
do a show weekly until we have some kind of direction. But once the season gets going, we will get going. And uh, I think our first show back when baseball is going to come back should be with Johnny. I think so. We'll see. Too, but I'm going to not commit to not doing shows until baseball's back because I think that's going to be April 2021. Let's not be negative here. Johnny? I'm not being negative. I'm just saying. Baseball back, yes or no? Baseball back, yes. Baseball back, yes. General. That's two to one. You're outvoted, buddy. When? I'm not Um, answering that question. By August. For obvious reasons. All right. Okay. All right. I pledge allegiance to the Chicago Cub fans, one nation under God. Yes, I said God. Indivisible with $12 beers for all. I love you guys. Thanks for listening to the Club 400 podcast. We are one. We are together. Screw the politics. Screw the virus. One day we'll get back together again and we'll be at beautiful Wrigley Field drinking a cold beer in the sun on a 78-degree day with my main man, John Bennett, playing the organ. God bless that. Can you say hallelujah, William? Hallelujah, William. (laughs) In a time full of war and peace In a time full of doubt, just believe Yeah, there ain't that much difference between you and me In a time full of war Cause life is but a breeze